0: So once I got kind of my stuff together and was feeling better mentally and, and was getting healthier, I just wanted to share this gift. Again, it was just like, I kind of made a pact with God. <laughs> Seriously, like if you can help me and kind of, again, with mental health and all of it, um, I was very desperate and everything. I will jump in. And if you help me, I will do everything in my h- possible to help someone else.
1: This is the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions Podcast and I'm your host Maya Acosta. If you're willing to go with me, together we can discover how simple lifestyle choices can help improve our quality of life and increase our longevity in a good way. Let's get started. So friends, I'm so excited to bring you Brittany Giroudi on the podcast. She is someone that has influenced me when it comes to learning how to cook some of the recipes that I now cook. I started watching her a while back. And in this conversation, you'll learn that she and I have a couple of things in common. So we both have been whole food plant-based for seven years. We both have a master's in education. So we transitioned our skills as educators to teaching people on how they can support their health. So I was really excited to learn more about that. We also, I discovered we both were raised in the outdoors, meaning that we were encouraged very early on to camp, to be outside, to enjoy nature. And so we're both doing it in our vans. She purchased a, um, a camper. I think she called it a scamp. Uh, just before the pandemic, and we purchased our van in 2022. And so we're spending more time outdoors uh, living this way. So I was excited to bring her on the show so that you can learn about everything that she has done. She's known as the Jerudy family. She started her YouTube channel teaching people how they can transition to a whole food plant based lifestyle and teaching traditional dishes in a healthier way. And now she came on the show to talk about her latest podcast that's called from our family to yours. She also came on to talk about the Healing Kitchen partnership that she has with Dr. Lori Marvis. So you know that Dr. Marvis came out to Dallas when we showed the film From Food to Freedom. And so I'm excited for you to learn about this partnership that they have and how um, Brittany supports people in, you know, creating healthy recipes. And then Dr. Marvis is there by her side every week to answer those questions questions that you may have those medical questions. And so I enjoyed this conversation had a lot of uh, a lot to talk about. She's a leader in her community in Pittsburgh. So she has a support group as well. She also sits on the board of the National Health Association uh, organization. You might have heard me talk about how Riz and I went to the conference, the NHA conference in Cleveland, Ohio a few months ago. And so she's part of all of that She recently also retired from being an art educator to doing this full time in terms of supporting the community and making this her life mission. So I had a wonderful conversation connecting with Brittany, and I hope that you enjoy it as well. Welcome, Brittany.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Wow. It's an honor to have you. Uh, I've known of you for quite a while, and I've been keeping up with all that you've done. And now you have really transitioned your life to devote yourself to this cause, which is, I I feel like, very mission-driven in terms of why you offer so much support to people that really need it. Um, I'd love to, you know, share your story with my listeners. Please tell us, like, I, I know that there's a health journey that is part of your story. And then there's so much more in terms of how you decided to get involved with the Pittsburgh group. And, you know, now you're so involved with NHA. And, uh, and you just recently retired from your full time job. Oh, my gosh, so much to talk about. But please tell us about your health journey.
0: Yeah, so it started about, over seven years ago now. uh, And I was pretty young. I was in my early 20s. I was a newlywed and um, had gone through a lot of health situations myself starting off so young. So I had just graduated from my master's program. Uh, I was a new teacher and a newlywed, a lot of stuff going on at the beginning. Um, But I also was struggling with obesity. I had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, My C-reactive protein was 16 and just not feeling great, starting to have chest pain. Um, I also struggled with mental health issues, which um, we're just recording that for my podcast tonight. Um, Kind of that story. I haven't really talked about it publicly, but that's a huge part of my miraculous uh, results that a plant-based lifestyle has given me. But also I had really awful genetics. Um, uh, my mom had struggled with cancer, uh, over three times in her life. And my dad also had tons of heart disease going on and diabetes and pretty much you name anything with heart related things. He's had that, um, strokes, some, some really not so fun stuff. So I was a newlywed, just starting off uh, around the age of 24, 23 and just like was very sick. Uh, And so I say that it was the biggest blessing I've ever had because we were just kind of flipping through Netflix and I stumbled upon Forks Over Knives. And in that documentary, they have Dr. Uh, T. Colin Campbell and uh, Dr. Esselstyn talk about cancer and heart disease. And then they had the producer go through and adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle and get all of his numbers into a healthy range. And they tested his things like his C reactive protein in the documentary and his blood pressure and cholesterol. And all of his bad numbers were so much better than mine. I had, um, my total cholesterol was around 242. My blood pressure was like 140 over, I think a hundred at one point. Um, and I was on two different blood pressure medicines again at the age of like 24. And I just saw him get him do this lifestyle be able to get off medication and get so much healthier. And I just thought, well, gosh, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Um they talked about your genetics being a factor, but really your lifestyle kind of loading the gun. And so I just I thought like, I need to do something. I'm gonna do this. So this was the night before Easter, um over seven years ago, and I've stuck with it a hundred percent since then, and I've lost seventy pounds, got off both blood pressure medications. My total cholesterol is now around 120. Um, my C-reactive protein was 0.5 last time I had it checked, so 16 to 0.5. And uh, I also, you know, was able to affect my mental health, where I no longer had the issues that I was struggling with back then, which has been life-changing. And so, because of that gift, I, I really view it as, again, the biggest blessing that's ever been given to me. I just want to help anyone else. Who potentially is struggling. Big part of my uh, goal is to help people before they have lifestyle diseases. So you don't have to go through because most people find it after the fact. Um, so I, I have such a mission to help the younger generation, you know, not struggle with that, not go through that, uh, to find it early and to adopt this lifestyle before you have disease. Um, so yeah, it's just become a big mission of mine to share, share this knowledge I was given.
1: Right. Wow, it's an amazing story. It really, I'm, I'm sure you hear it all the time. It's incredible that at such a young age, you presented with all of these symptoms and mental health, you know, having such a great impact on your, um on your life. I was wondering if we can talk a little bit about that, because you did touch on lifestyle. So You and I now know that lifestyle choices can impact our health and you just addressed it. I too have been wondering, like, how can we reach the younger community? And I'm so glad that you are a living example that can do that. Um, many times, you know, people only focus on the outer appearance. So if they are overweight and they're young, the focus is just to lose weight. There, there isn't that consideration of, you know, what about cholesterol and blood pressure issues? What do those things mean as we get older? What kind of complications can develop as a result? So I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what lifestyle was for you before you presented with all these symptoms. What now as you look back? Were there certain foods or was there stress in your life? Um, you did mention some anxiety, but more than anything, like what kind of foods and lifestyle did you lead before all of this happened to you?
0: Well, I didn't think it was anything um, like out of the normal. I was, um, you know, I was thinking that I was getting kind of more of a Mediterranean style diet. Um, oils were included. Uh, we would go out to eat, but not like significantly often from what. Back then, I thought. And so it just, you know, and stress played a part of it, you know, kind of, but also when I would go to the grocery store, it would be to find kind of like pre-packaged meals, stuff that in already kind of sauce so that you just kind of whipped together. That was easy because it was a busy time, uh, especially like in grad school. Um, so I look back and, and just a lot of that was affected by the lifestyle I was living, was obviously showing the outcomes that I was having. Um also, you know, once I got up to a certain weight, I wasn't moving as much. I kind of would make excuses for things like, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, you know, I'm tired. We've worked a long day. Uh, so that was definitely a point too where I was kind of making excuses like we have a we had a pretty hilly neighborhood that we would sometimes go on walks for. And I would make like an excuse to avoid this major hill um because I didn't want to be out of breath and like, you know, kind of embarrassed in front of my husband. Who you know? I've been together with him since I was fifteen, so he's seen me in all stages um, of my life, pretty much. Um, So that was just points of that not being able to like do vacations that we really wanted to. Once I adopted this lifestyle, uh, we are so active. We love kayaking and paddleboarding and uh, going on vacations. That now we've went to the Rocky Mountains a few times and national parks and Washington State and go on these major hikes, and it's just, it's not, I don't feel any restriction of my body. It moves with ease, and I actually really enjoy it versus the latter, where it was something that I would have avoided at all cost.
1: That's right. I remember having a guest on the show once. She was in the documentary Eating You Alive, and she talked about how she was the main cook of the family, so she lived for that, the baking and all the the things, traditional foods that people eat. But she was a spectator when it came to family events because of her weight issues and, you know, to hear it. And even though she tells her story over and over again, you can't help but to feel the pain behind that in terms of our quality of life gets diminished when we have health issues or just excess weight. So first of all, we have a couple of things in common. Mm -hmm. I'm a former elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. I taught a while back and uh, and I know that you you have a specialty in teaching, and also my transition happened seven years ago, oh. so congratulations to yeah. you as well,
0: yeah, yeah every so- year it seems like oh yeah we have I have been doing this for quite a while now, and I feel like, yeah, I'm excited to like hit year ten and so on and so forth, so it's yeah, amazing.
1: I know that it's a great accomplishment to, to go through graduate school. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing. I also have a master's in education, which is probably why this, com- this what you and I do feels comfortable because right. we're just transitioning our education, our skills as educators. And I know Sally is also an mm-hmm. educator to now working towards a greater purpose, which is taking these tools, these skills, this knowledge that has impacted our lives to now teaching the community. And that really draws me a lot to you in terms of like your dedication. And and I know that you're very stretched. Um, you do so much work. Um, but I want to go back a little bit just because I'm skipping around. But so I, I find it interesting that at, at such a young age, the documentary Forks Over Knives like reached you, like it, it really woke you up. And yet it's because you had these health issues. How long did it take you? to transition and then also to see these improvements that you now have in your life.
0: Yeah. So I feel like I always call myself like a little bit of a unicorn because I had like my mom was going through getting diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, You know, again, I grew up when I was little in elementary school, she went through and had stage four cancer. So I saw her go through chemo and everything. And then as you know, once I was a newlywed, she was going through it again. And at the same time, I saw other family members too. Not only my dad deal with heart disease, but I had an uncle who passed really early, um, in age. And so, I feel like there, it was like you know they were talking straight to me that if I didn't make a change now, that that was the road I was headed for soon. Um, and it was very scary. And so I took it really seriously. And so I I jumped in a hundred percent that t- right after the documentary ended. You know, I announced I am whole food plant based. I went and read everything I could. I found Dr. Greger and all the different amazing doctors and, and books. You know, devoured the China Study, devoured How to Prevent Prevent and Reverse uh, dis- uh, Heart Disease by Dr. Esselstyn, and so it just kind of snowballed from there. Learning, but I really stuck to the SOS free whole food plant based lifestyle at that moment um, because I wanted to see changes. I wanted to make that dramatic shift you know overnight just a little bit and so the the results did not happen overnight per se it took me a long time to get up to being over to I was probably over 200 pounds I'm only 411. Um, it took me a while to get there it took me a while to damage my you know blood pressure and heart and uh, cholesterol and all of those things I was having. so I would say about um, probably about three months I really saw started to see a shift in the in a great way. But I would say about it took me about a year to lose the weight. Uh, and then also, like my inflammation, I always tell people is that, you know, every time I went to the doctor, I got that C reactive protein test taken about every three months and it slowly came down. It wasn't like it went from 16 to 0.5 in a month. Um, I would take it, go in and get it tested. It would be 16, then it would be, you know, it would be down to 14, then 11. And so it slowly came down. Um, So I had to have a lot of patience with myself, but it was very encouraging just to see that number each time be less and less. And then also immediately I felt better. That was the thing that was kind of immediate. I felt um, I didn't have chest pain that went away pretty instantly. Uh, I was sleeping better. I was feeling more, you know, my mental health got better pretty, pretty quickly. So those were all encouraging things to see. And then it just every, you know, and still to this day, it's just like, you know, I still feel so great doing this that, you know, I never want to look back.
1: Mm, I know, right? It's almost like that was in the past. That's not me right. anymore. It's, it's amazing. It's almost like another individual. It's so true. Um, what were your doctors saying? What, did you go to the same place every time you did your, you see reactive and all your labs, probably you were doing them then?
0: Yeah, I did go to the same doctor for a little bit. I eventually switched over to a plant based doctor here in Pittsburgh because they just got got why it was so important. Um, and yes. like the doctor was was okay with it, but also, um, kind of chalked it up to being like less stressed, and you know, didn't really want to give it to me that it was really the lifestyle that I was implicating, which was so obvious. Um, so I did find a plant based doctor here in Pittsburgh and switched to her. But yeah, I've, you know, at every moment when we went to appointments with my parents for doctor's appointments, I like to throw in the plant-based little point. And unfortunately, some doctors don't always take you for what you're saying.
1: I know, Uh, you know, you probably know this, but we recently hosted Dr. Lori Marvis here in Dallas. And so we showed the film from food to freedom and she flew in for the showing and there were lots of questions. We might have had about 120 people that showed up. I mean, people are hungry for this information and lots of, you know, common basic questions. As you know, uh, when people are first starting off, like what about B12 and where do you get your protein and, and things like that? However, the most important question I think that kept showing up is, how can i find a doctor in my area that can support me in this and you just touched on it you you transitioned as you were making your change you went from working with a western trained right. uh physician to finding someone that understands that lifestyle changes and food can uh you know using food as medicine can improve your your well-being so in your labs So you didn't have to have this battle that some people have with their physicians where the doctor is like, well, you got to eat meat and starts to pressure the individual to going back to a Western diet that is not the healthiest. So that was uh, pretty cool that you had access to a doctor. And a little further down, we're going to talk about that partnership that you've developed with Dr. Marvis, which is very exciting to all of us. So you touch on mental health. And the more that I speak with other people that have seen improvements in their lives, the more that I remember, too, some of the things that I battled with. And so I find it very interesting. Uh, You talked about chest pain. I used to have, I don't know if you pronounce it, angina or angina, but tightness in my chest. I suffered from a lot of anxiety and panic attack very much. I don't know if you ever had panic attacks, but they can feel like you're dying. Very overwhelming.
0: Very very not fun. Very yes. fun to have.
1: So you saw improvements in your mental health as well. Um, how soon after did you notice like your anxiety was yeah, not as bad?
0: It, it was pretty pretty quickly. I mean, the first I think because you're learning so much and you're like a changing kind of your whole, you know, I was cleaning out cupboards and restocking with things and listening to every podcast and audiobook and reading that, you know, I think. The beginning of starting something new is always exciting and uplifting and gives you so much hope. But I would say like within the first year, and I really want to talk about it because it's such an important thing that I think most people don't talk about. There's so much of a stigma for mental health, but I struggled a lot with, um, and it kind of came on around the same time of all of my blood work being kind of at its worst, my weight being the heaviest, but I had kind of a onset of uh, pure OCD, which is... Uh, ruminating thoughts. We think of OCD being like, you know, touching things and counting. Um, it just was like from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed, just nonstop thoughts that I could not shut off that were very anxiety prone. And that caused depression and, you know, panic attacks and things that we talked about. So, and it's, I, you know, I would love, I wish I had like, you know, they could do like some kind of study on it, you know, at the time. But my inflammation for me, I think it was 100% that my inflammation caused this onset to happen because it happened after I finished grad school. It happened when I was like, you know, a young adult, but I was only like 22, 23 when it started. It had not happened before that. It was a really onset where, you know, panic attacks were happening all the time and this OCD was happening. Uh, And to the point where it was really abruptive in my life where I like couldn't get through the day without crying all the time. Um, It really shifted kind of my, not my personality, but I was not used to being this way and it wasn't something I had dealt with before. Um, So I didn't know what was, what the heck was happening with me. You know, I thought I was having like, you know, it was a crisis pretty much. And that went on for three years. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It was like three years. And I say it was kind of like living in hell. It was three Mm -hmm. years of living in hell. But what, and this was just a bonus to doing this lifestyle is that miraculously, after I started lowering my inflammation, going from a 16 down to a 0.5, all of that started to clear up and go away. You know, so not only was I losing 70 pounds, but also I got my mental health back. Uh, and I do attest it to like how some people get lupus or MS. Mine decided to sit in my brain and cause you know, all of these problems for me and really be an awful mess. And that really is the gift. You know, it's wonderful that I have great blood pressure now. And, you know, like wonderful for my health long term. But, you know, the um, immediate impact of just getting my life back from dealing with all of those things. uh, I just, you know, it's something I want to talk more about. I haven't really shared that part of my story. um, But it's so important because, you know, I do believe there is an a direct line of inflammation and mental health uh, component to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And for me, anecdotally, that's what I think was going on.
1: Well, you know, I'm looking forward to listening to the episode that you will be recording on mental health. I appreciate that in the community, as our lives improve, we, are, we can become a little more vulnerable and share some of these personal struggles. Um, I two, I'm starting to talk more about mental health on my podcast. And I've shared in the past that, you know, I was on medication in my 20s, you know, antidepressants, and I struggled, like I say, with panic attacks and all of that. And believe me, I was not taking care of myself. I didn't eat meat or pork uh, after college. But I wasn't eating the best either. And I know that I you know, as you talk about how you felt after graduate school, I felt that after I graduated from undergrad. And then after graduate school, that immediate drop of like, now what, you know, just immediate. So there was some depression and like a dark period in my life where I went through that. And then I experienced it again during, you know, just a lot of stuff during the pandemic. And I was already plant based, much better at managing things. But I went ahead and and hired a life coach (laughs) to support me in that. But I do believe, like you said, that inflammation and the foods that we eat just that contribute to that inflammation can affect people. And I'm so glad that you're there to to, you know, encourage younger people to make these changes. So thank you for that. You know, just what you say you were living in hell. It's just incredible where you are today, because when I see you, you're like a bright light, like you, yeah. this sunshine that always Feeling, you know, you look positive, you look happy, you encourage, and sense of community. So today, you're known as the Girudi family. Tell us how you created all of that.
0: So once I got kind of my stuff together and was feeling better mentally and and was getting healthier, I just wanted to share this gift again. It was just like I kind of made a pact with God. <laughs> Seriously, like, if you can help me and kind of, again, with mental health and all of it, um, I was very desperate and everything, I will jump in. And if you help me, I will do everything in my h- possible to help someone else. And that's really was my pact. Um, I made it a New Year's resolution. We bought the camera about a year prior. I wouldn't say I'm very like outgoing. I've become outgoing with teaching and all of that. You kind of just get comfortable talking, but you know, I bought the camera. I waited kind of a year. It was like dabbling, like, I don't know, is anyone going to watch this? Am I going to feel comfortable talking in front of a camera about this? You know, but, but really it was that packed with a guy upstairs just saying like, I want to help somebody else. And so I started filming videos and recipes and showing people how delicious eating this lifestyle can be. It's not, we're not just all eating rabbit food all day long and you can make it fun and your families can enjoy it and your kids can enjoy it. And, you know, this was something to do long-term. This wasn't a diet or fad to jump on, jump off, you know, long-term, I wanted to do this forever. And, you know, how do I make these recipes delicious and and exciting? And so I just started sharing the YouTube channel that way. And it grew um, to me then getting a website to people asking for cooking classes and just really to try to help support, you know, whoever I can um, to embrace this because it really gives you so much back
1: you know, I was really impressed with the work that you've been doing. Like, you know, I am that person that learns from YouTube. So, you know, it was interesting. My mother was visiting me recently and she said, where's your cable? Mm. You know, where are the channels? And I said, I, I don't actually have cable mom. I watch YouTube. (laughs) And she's like, what? So I'm like, yeah, you can get go straight to what you want to learn about by doing these searches on YouTube. And so I started watching you a while back and found You know, it's interesting because many of us are not taught how to eat healthy. And you just touched on it. People were requesting, you know, help with the cooking process, whether it's like workshops or classes, whatever you can teach. And you help people take traditional foods that they have enjoyed in the past and making them healthier without using, you know, foods that have added, you know, that have saturated fat and that can raise your cholesterol. So I find it really fascinating that you have that creative aspect that you can actually figure it out. You yeah. know, it's I think it's really cool.
0: I always tell people too, like my, um, so my teaching background is in being an art educator. So I, you know, my undergrad and my graduate are all being creative. You know, I love all the different aspects of art. And, and so I just, it just kind of switched in my mind from, you know, painting and sculpting and doing all those things to being creative with food. And it's just been so fun. It's just another way I feel like of expression.
1: It really is. And I, some of us, and I was just explaining this to my husband last night, that I have two relationships with food right now, which is, I'm a very busy person. And when I don't have time to plan, I'm stressed about cooking, because I mainly cook, I I don't eat out a lot either, because it's very difficult. And so I have that stress. And then when I have those windows of being in the kitchen, I feel like I'm in a Zen, like this is my Zen moment. (laughs) So and I think like you, like, I'm, I'm just going to be creative. Great. What can I do with the ingredients that I have at home? Uh, that's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about watching other cooking channels is when people open the refrigerator and they're like, okay, let's see what we can make with Great. this food. So um, now, do you have an inspiration behind the work that you do? Is there a celebrity, another YouTube channel, anyone else that inspires you in being creative?
0: Um, well, when I first started, I watched um, I watched a couple like vegan YouTubers just to kind of get an idea of like okay, like now you have to switch kind of and your mindset. I in my mindset I switched like chicken now to me as like soy curls and like jackfruit and different uh, mushrooms you can shred that have like that meaty texture. Or if we talk about cheese, it's not cheese. It's you know cashews and white beans and things like that that give us that kind of flavor or sauce that we're looking for. Um, So I looked at, um, and talking about like pulling things out of the refrigerator, uh, Lauren Toyota from Hot for Food, um, she has a vegan channel. So she was very inspiring to me that was like, she made things like called recipe where she would just open her fridge and really make stuff. Um, Now her stuff is more like not SOS free, whole food plant-based, but just the way that she was able to like combine things and be so creative really was like, oh, like I want to be the Lauren Toyota of Whole Food Plant Based. Um so things like that. And then also like all of the other people that are on YouTube that do the same thing. Um like Jill Dalton and um Jill McKeever. I used to watch her a lot back um when I started, you know, different people like that that really kind of embody the taking family recipes and making them Whole Food Plant based um are always inspiring to me.
1: Yes. And I was a, f- a follower. I don't watch as much uh, of Lauren Toyota, but oh, yeah. for food was yeah. my favorite. And to wh- the other day I was sorting my, my recipes that I print out and I noticed that some of them are hers. And the yeah. same thing, just like what you said, because she does use oil and some mm. things like that, I sort of have to navigate a different route and look at other videos. But she, her sense of comfort. Yeah, that her she had.
0: personality was so easy to watch. Um, I watched her um, like through many houses that she's moved. And I just loved like, the way that she puts her videos together. They're just like enjoyable just to throw on and watch. So yeah, I'm, I agree. She's just a great personality um, as well online.
1: Absolutely. Well, this is fun. Now you just recently retired from being an art teacher. Tell us about that transition. And what are you doing now? Because there's a lot.
0: Yeah, so I, you know, it just over the pandemic. Um, well, when I started YouTube, it wasn't to be like, this is my new career. It just was to share. And over the last couple of years, it's just been too much to devote both and then have a life outside of that. Um, I was like working during the day and then in the evening trying to do the YouTube stuff or on the weekends. And it just got to the breaking point where it was like, I'm not giving all. I want to give 100% to one thing and be all in. And I just, I found that, you know, my passion now is being, is whole food plant-based sharing. When I got my degree, I didn't know anything about this lifestyle. And I always joke that if I could go back, you know, I'd go back to be like a nutritionalist or, you know, even a physician, just because I have so much passion for sharing it. But, you know, I was able to Hang up the hat with that and teach a different way. And so I'm still on YouTube. Um, We have a membership as well that we kind of share recipes and do our cooking classes through. And then I just started this really new, exciting weekly classes with Dr. Marvis. And, you know, that's fantastic because that really gives people accountability. Like every week we're meeting. Um, I know for me at the beginning, you know, having those groups and people to check in with, because most of us aren't, you know, don't know anyone in real life besides maybe our spouses. I know your spouse and my spouse does this. But other than that, you know, besides my plant-based pod group that I found here in Pittsburgh, there's no family members, you know, doing this or friends. And so having those people that you can check in with every week or come to these classes and ask your questions um, really has been amazing. So I do the recipe part of the class. And then Dr. Marvis, answers any medical questions that people have. And we get to cook together and, and each week and it's been a lot of fun.
1: Well, this is very exciting. Uh, when she first announced it, I thought, well, what a wonderful combination. It makes sense that you're both in the field of helping people, you're both in the field of using food as medicine. You have the, the more practical skills and experience of, you know, teaching, developing recipes, teaching people how to cook and feel comfortable. And and Dr. Marvis does too. She does a lot of cooking on her own, but you've you've created that platform and that following. And she's created this approach, this way of working with patients through telemedicine, through her own personal practice. And now you're coming together to support people. And she, and we're going to do a live, she and I. I know that she's been going on a lot of lives on Instagram, um, talking about all of this, but I'd love to hear more from you. Like if my listeners are interested, is it part of your membership program? Is it separate? Tell us uh, a little bit more in case my listeners want to sign up.
0: So they're separate. I have, um, I've started a membership community page where, um, people really wanting cooking classes. And so that's, I do like 10 recipes each month, cooking classes. We actually do a relaxing art class with it too. So there's a little bit of art therapy mixed in for stress relief. So that's separate. Uh, That's on our website. And then the Healing Kitchen is this weekly call-in. All the recipes are different. All of them are whole food plant-based SOS-free. But those recipes are really meant to be like 30-minute quick and easy recipes. Um, And then you get to ask any medical questions to her, which she's such a wealth of knowledge. Oh my gosh. I even like Have a little notepad, like I'm listening to her talk and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Writing that down. And she's able to direct people on like what labs to look for, what numbers to look for, specific things on anything lifestyle related. So, or anything medical, you know, if you have a question about anything, she's, I, she's like a walking Google pretty much. Um, she's so, so smart and research based. You could just tell that she's spent hours and hours and hours learning and being able to talk to people. So that's been really fun um, to offer like those two separate things. So right now, yeah, they're they're both two things that we offer and and something for everyone. We also were really mindful of the price, um, and that's something too. I always try to make stuff accessible for everyone. So my private thing is ten dollars a month. With her, it's the it's twenty dollars a month. And so we really are mindful of you know not making things like unattainable for people that want this knowledge. And then. Also, you know, hundreds of free recipes and videos on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's not just having access to the recipes, it's finding a community that you're part of. Yeah. And you're very good at building community. But Dr. Marvis, so going back to how you said, you know, she's like the Google of, you know, plant-based nutrition. She is amazing. And I was so excited to just promote her to my community when she had her telemedicine practice. So I found it really fascinating when she was here answering questions when she said, that, uh, you know, it's okay if you still need medication. She talked about how she's still on thyroid medicine. Um, and that it's okay, like for some people, you even if you make the healthy lifestyle changes and eat, you know, a fully whole food plant based diet, that the body may still require some support. And I felt this amazing sense of relief when she said that. Uh, And then I, I was with a group of friends afterwards. And I said, you know, I suffered with hypothyroidism and I did move away from the medication, but I've been feeling like maybe I still need to optimize my thyroid. I don't know. So I know that there's a wonderful endocrinologist in Texas that I might, you know, reach out to. And then another person said, you know, I have Hashimoto's and I didn't want to take my medication. But hearing Dr. Marvis say that, you know, it's case by case, of course, you want to have the right doctor to work with you on these things. But many times people in, the, in our community feel like if they're still on medication, they must be doing something wrong. But we know that that's not necessarily the case. So when Dr. Marvis said that, I felt like, oh, thank God, <laughs> you know.
0: I love the sensible approach. I mean, I think I was drawn to her too. It's just because it's like such a well balanced approach to living this lifestyle. It's not extreme. It's reasonable. You know, a lot of us too. It's like we did not wake up. We weren't born wholly plant based. I think, like you know, there's there's not too many of us that can say that. And so you, you've you've. Lived away for a long time and and everyone is different too and i and I stress that too, like especially with like me talking about mental health is that you know my results I got very lucky with that being the case where I don't have to take medication, but that is not the case you know all of the time and and everyone is definitely different.
1: Mhm, absolutely. This is wonderful that you have this partnership. So I will include a link in the show notes for people to find out about the healing kitchen. Is there anything else about that part that you'd like to share?
0: I just, I'm so excited because I think it's something so different than what I've seen offered, Um, you know, to have re for an hour each, each week. So, you know, that's a lot of weeks. Sometimes there's five weeks in a month and to have that time to really like be able to ask all of your questions, to, to be able to ask even any cooking questions. So really, I mean, I've never seen a doctor and somebody who does recipes be so available just to ask anything that you have come up and and then to build that community, so I'm really excited to just be a part of it and and to help as many people as possible and I think that myself and dr. Marvis our mission aligns so well uh there are so many great people in this movement, and I'm just like so excited to meet to be working with somebody that's so passionate and genuine for what I strive to be like,
1: yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I couldn't think I just think it's a wonderful partnership. I think it's so exciting. So when I heard about it, I was like, Oh, my God, we need to tell everybody, everyone needs to know about the work that you're doing. And I what I love most about it is that it's offered virtually. So no one is limited, unless they don't have a computer, you know, or internet access, most people can tune in and to uh, to watch you create a delicious uh, meal. And I'm assuming, are you doing like a live demo or how does this work?
0: Yeah, first half an hour is me cooking and Dr. Marvis even gets in her kitchen and you can see her kitchen and she's cooking, which is really fun. (laughs) Um, And then the last half an hour is the Q&A and everything is recorded. So like if there is a Wednesday, it's Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, If there's a Wednesday night, you can't make it uh, or depending on where you are in the world, um, you can always watch the recording. And um, if you ever have a question, you know, and you're not available to make the class, you can always email it in and we'll answer it. So yeah, it's really, really fun to like be in my kitchen, her to be in her kitchen, and just to to hang out and answer questions and learn. I've learned so much, even like after doing this and reading so much. I just... Again, she is like such a well-researched person that nothing really trumps her. I mean, she'll say if something, she needs to go look it up and do a little bit more research on it. But um, she is just a wealth of knowledge that I'm so excited just to like learn more. And we did our first couple of classes on diabetes focused. So really great information with that and how to talk to people. Because also I feel like even if you're seasoned in this, sometimes when we explain to our family members or our doctors or different people, like why we're doing it or the mechanisms behind it, you know, listen, that's what I love. I'm, I nerd out about all the science part about it. So it's really awesome to be able to explain like, okay, you're a type two diabetic or a type one diabetic, how can this help? And be able to explain thoroughly, like, actually how the mechanisms work to help. So um, it's been really fun. I am I just geek out every Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, I, same, I would be doing the same thing. I love, I do have the advantage of being married right. to a physician. So <laughs> I ask him a lot of questions, which is why I know so much. But I do read as well. You know, so it's interesting, my mother and I talk often about her on the podcast has type two diabetes and she lives in Arizona. And I think she's not being properly managed by her doctors because as you said, they don't have this knowledge for the most part about using food as medicine or, or even recommending healthy lifestyle changes. But my mother is now on two diabetes medication for type two. And this is interesting. She was here for medical reasons here in Dallas. And she was telling me that her sugar drops so much that she has to eat candy because she becomes hypoglycemic. And so she eats the candy to raise her blood sugar. And it didn't make sense to me. I said, Mother, I think you're being overprescribed diabetes medication if you have to, if you're going hypoglycemic. And so my husband was like, you need to talk to Dr. Marvis and see if she'll take your mom as a patient, because it's like doctors don't understand that if you well, and I don't want to go into too much detail of it. But you know, as you begin to improve your lifestyle and eat better for yourself,
0: you have to be monitored because you can prove and same with like blood pressure, you know, like, I know, for me, it was like two, I was on two different ones. And I really had to monitor it, because then you're taking too much. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, you definitely should definitely be underneath the care and supervision, especially if you're changing your lifestyle. And what great results people have with us that you have to be monitored? Yeah, um, be weaned off of things.
1: So I'm going to ask you a question, because I already know my listeners are going to ask this. Um, I was just thinking, so as your members are learning how to eat healthier, and they will see those improvements in their health, and you just touched on blood pressure, I touched on uh, blood sugar improvements. Will Dr. Marvis, is she available to see clients this way? i um, I don't know if you call them clients in this way or patients, but is she able to see individuals separately uh, as in the membership program?
0: So not as part of the membership program, she can answer any questions, but for her to be your physician, you can schedule. I know she's taking a small amount of patients um, just so she can, you know, devote so much time to them and, and then to do other projects that she wants to do as well. But, um, but, you know, I would recommend signing up because as soon as possible, because she is only going to have a small amount of people she sees. And we're very lucky. She's licensed in all 50 states. I don't know of any other physician that, yeah, I could say that. So um, if you're in the United States, you can see her. Um, and like I said, I think she's only looking to take, you know, a small amount of patients. So definitely would recommend signing up and check. It's all on the same site, though. Um, you can go to drmarvis.com. The healing kitchen is there as well as to be her patient.
1: Wonderful. Yes, because I I already thought people are Mm going, they love Dr. Marvis. Many, many people love her so much. So now Brittany, you have a podcast that you recently launched. Tell us about that. Who is it for? And you know, who are you having guests? Is it just yourself?
0: Yeah, so it's a it's a very baby podcast. We're on the third episode this week, this week. So it just started, I kind of started it as I was transitioning out of the end of the school year. Uh, It's called From Our Family to Yours. And the whole goal about it is to have guests on. I'm looking to mainly have just general people doing this lifestyle. It doesn't have to be, you know, we'll, we'll of course have, I would love to have you on and, and some of the doctors on and stuff too. But really, it's to get to know people that are, you know, I always say I'm just like an average person doing this and sharing. There's nothing, I didn't not to put myself down, but I'm just a regular person. Um, Anyone can be in my situation doing what I'm doing to help get the word out. And so I want to apply those real life people that are doing this day in and day out, you know, talk about their journey and their struggles and their triumphs. And then also for them to submit a family recipe that I'll create and show our audience how to make it whole food plant-based. And that could be anything there has been only a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of recipes that I've said, "Mm, maybe pick a different one. And that would be ones like lunch meat or something like that. So most of everything can be whole food plant-based and tweaked. So that's really fun to share a family recipe because it's from my family to your family getting healthy. Um, And so we're only on the third podcast, but yeah, if you'd like to sign up uh, on our website, there is a guest form. Any of your listeners can sign up to be on. And I'm I'm taking them as we go. But my goal is to do maybe two a month uh, once we kind of get up and moving.
1: Yeah, well, I like the idea that you're interested in taking everyday people into the podcast and helping them with a the recipe. I think that's beautiful. And you know, I I said again, you know, I, I mentioned it earlier that Riz and I went to the NHA conference and the, all the meals for the most part were provided during the conference. I, and I'm assuming some of those dishes were yours.
0: Yes, we, um, so I help, uh, Wanda, the director, really curate the menu. And we try to get like a wide variety of people that offer SOS free and people that are going to be there. Um, like Furman's recipes were used. Um, Nutmeg Notebook, who was there, some of her stuff was used as well. For mine, I had, um, some of the things I demoed. So I demoed a uh, chickpea and rice with Italian dressing. Um, they put that on the menu. Uh, and that was a family recipe that we tweaked instead of chicken and rice. Uh, with a ton of other stuff, we made it healthy. Um, so I did that one and some other family ones, there was a chocolate cream cheesecake that they made into like little cupcake muffins. That was very popular. They they kind of sold out really quickly of those, you couldn't get them. People were looking for them. But that was another family recipe that we tweaked to make whole food mm. plant-based.
1: That's awesome. Well, I enjoy the food. I feel like I ate the healthiest I know. at the NHA conference. <laughs> so. And then, okay, so you recently had another event that really drew my attention Mm to that. I thought, oh, my God, I would love to do that because Riz and I just got into hiking. We have a camper van. So we do when we go in the camper van, though, I stay in the van and my husband likes to set up tent and rough it out like that. He just enjoys that, you know, at our age, as we get older and, and make these changes, we've noticed we have more energy. Uh, and so, yes, we want to get out there and kayak and do all sorts of outdoors activities. So tell us about what you recently did. I think you had like 50 people that joined you in this outdoors experience.
0: You know, before the pandemic happened, we decided that we were going to buy a uh, camper and that we would pull would on our Subaru. Um, we bought a scamp. It's like a little trailer. It has a bed. It has a little kitchen. That's pretty much it. Um, And so we got it right before the pandemic, which was really lucky because then they end up having like a huge wait list. I grew up camping. My husband did not, but he loves hiking and being outdoors. So I was like, you know, there's so much beautiful areas to see right near us. Um, We had got done doing a bunch of big trips and like, let's just like take the camper on weekends. We can take our dogs and go around and we love being outside and cooking and all the things. And so we got it and we loved it. And I came across a campground in Maryland that was like the most beautiful campground you've ever seen. They had cabins, you could rent, you could bring your um your pop-ups, your they have electricity sites, they have tent sites. And then they also have a resort on this huge lake. So I'm like, people could stay at the resort if they don't want to camp. And I thought, how fun would it be to rent out this place and make it like you're camping with your whole food plant-based friends? And so we decided to do it two years ago, and everyone loved it. We had people all over come. People from South Carolina drove to Maryland. It was wild. And before even the camp- camping weekend ended, people already were signing up for next year. So I was like, okay, I guess we're doing it again the following summer. And so it started. Now we just finished it. It was their second year. People signed up again before year three, um, before it was over. And it's so fun. So we just we make it a nice relaxing time. We get together. There's like beach hangouts. We rent water toys like kayaks. Go on hikes. There's a big potluck, uh, and it just gives everyone a chance. Like the conferences are so amazing because you learn so much, but you really form like friendships and get this community sense and just get to know people. And again, we had somebody from Minnesota come this time, a couple, and so it's so fun like seeing where everyone's from and. You know, it's, it's already pretty booked up. If you are an electric site person or a cabin person, those went super fast. Uh, even to the point where the place I rent for the pavilion, uh, I couldn't even get the one that we were, we just were at the day before, booked up a year in advance. So I got the one next door uh, for the potluck. But um, if you have a tent camp or if you like to go and stay at the resort, there are spots um, or this, the little town of Cumberland Maryland is like 10 minutes away. So some people like to like book a hotel or an Airbnb and then just come up for the day or the weekend. And it's it's also fun. We end up having great weather. Uh, we had about, I think about 60 people came the second time. Um, and it's just a great time. So it's the last weekend in July, Rocky Gap State Park in Maryland. Anyone's welcome to come. There's no fee. We just ask that you you know make your stay arrangements and then everyone just covers their own food and bring some a dish to the potluck. And it's just a great time. So we go Friday evening, all day Saturday and leave uh, Sunday afternoon.
1: Oh, my gosh, I when I saw it, I was like, how did I not know about this? I saw it. I saw all the photos afterwards Mm -hmm. and thought, what a beautiful sense of community I would have wanted to go. I saw Stephanie and Justin were there. Mm -hmm. They are another support group, another pod. So this is why I'm interested in, in these kind of things. Earlier, you said that a lot of us don't have people on our team that are on board, like our loved ones, our friends are not necessarily on board. So this is a way that we can create family, a sense of family, and belonging through people that are on the same path. So a couple of months ago, maybe in March, I don't remember, we did sort of an outdoor hiking kind of experience. And we drove closer to Amarillo, so about six hours away from Dallas. And I had been asking a friend of ours that comes to our walks, I said, will you teach us how to hike like lead because he travels, his goal is to go to every national park in the country. But he also does state parks. And so he was like, Okay, you know, with his partner, so it was two couples, both of us, vegan couples. And I said, Okay, I'll handle all the food. So uh he, and his partner did the whole like led us and supported us in hiking. And then I prepared because I have a refrigerator in my van. So I took food for three days, closer to four, for four people for three meals every day, including a meal during the hike. And I pretty much ran my recipes by them. And I said, this is what I cook in the van that's easy and simple. And it was quite a significant experience for me. I had never done anything like that. And I said to my husband, I wouldn't mind like if we did this again, like with more couples, not a yeah. big crowd but just as people are learning how to be outdoors and be physically active.
0: If you can if you can find a campground uh and just have everyone like book their place or you know and it's so nice if you can find one with like tents or electric sites or cabins and then even like you know our thing is like everyone handles their own food. Uh we bring our own stuff to cook. We had a great campfire with like date s'mores that we did, which was so fun um, that Wander Huberman provided. So it's like, it was just so fun and like relaxed, not laid back, you know? If, so I highly suggest if anyone wants to take that idea and run with it, you have my blessing. Yeah. It's just, I feel like the camping community and then being like whole food plant-based is so intertwined because it's like, we you, you love outdoors. You love being active. Um, and what better way to like do that and show people like you know, how easy cooking can be too
1: um, That's right. for traveling. You know, we ended up having rain. <laughs> like oh, we no. had planned this trip at oh, Texas, no. it rains. Oh. And the the um, rangers had told us not to go into the one uh, mm. uh, route or uh, trail that we wanted to do, but we went anyway. Um, but mainly it was just muddy. It wasn't oh. raining the entire time. It was just really muddy. And it took us, I don't know how long it would have taken us without the muddy yeah. Uh, situation but it took us about seven hours uh, Brittany to complete the trail fortunately we had enough water and um and food because we you know prepared but by the time we reached the van our van was the only vehicle in the parking lot and you would not believe this I I haven't even shared photos because I'm so behind on my social media we had four bison around our van my gosh. wow <laughs> it was so scary oh, and you know I watch videos of what happens when people harass them. Right. <laughs> so yeah. We just we sat there for like an hour trying to figure out like how can we run this way or should we just wait for them to leave? And right. so it was such an entertaining thing, but I loved it. And you said you grew up camping. I grew up in um I, in Arizona, but our dad would take us from Phoenix up north to Flagstaff and Prescott, Sedona. So I'm used to the natural elements. It's like my my passion also to be outdoors. And it's only been recently since I went plant-based that I, that we started to kind of go outside of Dallas, like maybe one or two hours and discover, oh my God, there's so much beauty here.
0: There's so much. So we live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And um, so it's funny, like different wildlife you'll have, I won't have Um, like, we're more like uh, bears can be an issue. Uh, oh not bison, you know, but it's, it's so, I'm, we haven't seen any bears uh, really when we've been out, but you know it's so fun like how close things are to you you know when we first got married we were taking trips and like flying different places to experience it which was great but having the camper and just going to all the bordering states like we go to Maryland West Virginia Ohio um even parts of Pennsylvania and New York and there's so much beautiful things like within you know an hour to 3 hours so we just yeah. love it it's been it's made us be able to travel a ton where we can just pick up and go Friday through Sunday um it's just been the best
1: that's been us too and i think you say you you got the camper during the pandemic right
0: right before the pandemic (laughs) right before so lucky we bought it um and the company that we had is it's a scamp camper they have all different kinds they're built in minnesota well we had it dropped off so they drove it we kept debating if we should drive up and pick it up and then drive home with it but it's a far time from pittsburgh to minnesota um, we had them build it and they drove it. We paid to have it delivered and literally like the pandemic had just started. So we got really lucky when they dropped it off because then there was like a huge wait list because I feel like everyone got into camping during the pandemic.
1: Yep. That's right. Went back to kind of how we used to travel. Like you said, before we flew internationally, it wasn't as affordable at one point when, at at least when I was younger. And so being in the outdoors, like locally was what we all did to entertain ourselves. Um, Brittany, what else would you like my listeners to know about you and what is next? I just feel like you have so much going on.
0: Well, who knows what's next? I always say I would have never thought a year from now that this is what everything would be looking like. What's next? Up short term, um, I'm speaking at Ethos Farm in New Jersey. So, if anyone is near New Jersey or, or New York and wants to come to Ethos Farm Days, um, it's a great event. It's September 9th and 10th. Uh, they have a fantastic pricing, it's super affordable, and like tons of great people are going to be there. Um, the Sherzites will be there, Rich Roll is speaking, um, and a bunch of others. So, I'm really excited to do that. And I'm also um, not only doing cooking things there, but I'm doing some kid activities. So it's great. Some of these, some of these conferences are just fantastic with the, the kid element. You might not think about it being like a family event, but I know the NHA has a whole kid program at their conference. Ethos has a great kid program. Um, so really excited just to get involved like, with the youth as well. So that's short term. And then long term, I'm just excited just to merge myself and devote all of my time to this lifestyle and sharing it. Um, I kind of feel like I've been doing everything at like 50% speed. So I'm really excited to go to that 100%, 100%, which who knows what it'll look like. I feel like I was trying to crank out a ton before. So I'm just excited to just be able to give it all. Um, Mm. I'm just so thankful to be on your podcast and to share it with your listeners.
1: Well, thank you. It's like I said, it's an honor to have you and to share all of this with my listeners as well, because it's you're an inspiration. Like you inspire people. There are people that are looking for resources, and then there may be people that want to lead as well and and do that, Um, you know, be as involved as you are. This has been wonderful. So I have a slogan that I go by. Well, I don't know if you call it a slogan, but there's something that I like to say, which is you have more power over your health than you've been told. Mm. That's something that a realization that came to me as I learned all of this. Is there something that you go by?
0: Um, I always go, well, what I like to tell people, especially when you're starting, is that if you ever fall off the wagon one time, like you just get on, get on the next, you know, don't wait till the next day to kind of start over, go to the next meal. Um and you know it's all a learning process to be kind to yourself and, and to others as you go. Um, but that those are some things I like to always kind of reinstate. Um also like things don't necessarily happen overnight. You don't get to a situation overnight, and sometimes to resolve it, it doesn't go back overnight. Um so just to be be patient with yourself.
1: Mm, that is so important and thank you for saying that because I know that not everybody in our group is 100% whole food plant based. And sometimes people are very open and honest about that. And they'll talk about wanting to make those changes, but they continue to attend whatever is being offered because they're looking for the support. And so yes, being gentle with ourselves is so important. Like we don't have to do it perfectly. It's okay. Uh, as long as you're eating, you know, incorporating more plants, that's, uh, we know that we can improve our blood pressure, cholesterol, and all of that with those changes, and what uh, links would you like to share?
0: Um, pretty much anything I do, you can just find it. by you can go to Google and just type in the Giroudy family. Um, if there's any recipes you're looking for, Giroudy, and then the recipe that you're looking for, it'll pop up. And uh, then the Healing Kitchen with Dr. Marvis. Those are those are some big big things I would say to to search for. Um, but I'm always around. I have the website with everything. I even give out my cell phone number. So if you ever have a question or need to call me, I do answer my phone. Um, but yeah, just relatively available for you guys. That's it's
1: so wonderful. Thank you, uh, Brittany. Again, I was going to call you the Giroudi family, but <laughs> that's how I know you. So yeah. thank you, Brittany, so much for being on the show today with us. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast with your host, Maya Acosta. If you've enjoyed this content, please share with one friend who can benefit. You can also leave us a five-star review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash HLS. This helps us to spread our message. As always, thank you for being a listener.